wheels make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. A exhilarating win today over the <laughs> Arizona Cardinals brings the Buffalo Bills to one and two. I'm Lars. Joining me today, we're back down to the lean, mean Chicago Bills backers crew. The lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here with us. Hey, hey, hey. And, of course, the president of the Bills backer, Sujit, is also with us. Praise him. What a wonderful game. Uh, so much to talk about. We are all in on Lynn here at this podcast. Bills and Beers is the best way to find us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search Bills and Beers and subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found this podcast. We're going to start doing some social media shout-outs of the week. Uh, so if you're listening now and want to communicate with us, just shoot us some tweets, shoot us some Facebook messages, and we'll make sure we give you a shout-out on next week's podcast. For those of you who have been active with us on social media, keep up the great work. We have a fun game to talk about. I don't care if it's the only game we win all season. We've had a blast this afternoon watching it, so let's not waste any more time, folks, and get into it now. Let's try that one again. Yeah, it's, it's just not registered. Okay, so the Buffalo Bills now 1-1 one one at New Era Field. A uh, surprising win, I think, for most people following this team. Uh, certainly surprising for the national media and, and surpri surprising to yours truly. I, I had a feeling they, they could have pulled this one out. And we got a lot of positive stuff to talk about. But before we get to it, uh, we're going to stick with what we do. So we'll talk about some of the negative things first. And Suge, we'll start with you. It wasn't all pretty. Some things could have been a little better. Who was your Jenny Cremail bummer of today's game? All we've ever said is that Tyrod needs to be a game manager and do that, but today he really showed what he really kind of was able to do. Tyrod Taylor is my Jenny Cremail player of the week, just because. Wait, play, player or bummer? Bummer of yeah, the he, week. He bummed it out pretty bad. Uh, I just, you know, didn't do anything special. You know, he didn't make critical mistakes. Well, the one he pick. almost did. Not, not the oh, pick. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, when the, the ridiculous to the honey badger or whatever. Yeah. That um, should have been a pitch. Right. So, you know, some dumb plays, some, uh, you know, still acting skittish in the pocket. Occasionally yep. he was a little bit better today. A little, yeah, still, he was. There was an example of a play where he had nobody after him. How Woods was standing there with no one to block. That's how wide yep, open he I was, and exactly he got scared and about. ran into the back of Woods and then got sacked. But he does this thing, too, where he, like, so Aaron Rodgers does that, where they kind of, like, and you'll see quarterbacks do where they go, like, huh, whew. And they freak and they, out. And right. they kind of freak out a little bit, and then they stand. But when he does that, he, like, Gives tucks, up. tucks the ball in both hands and, like, goes into this squat position. Right. And basically makes himself, he's not looking downfield. He's not ready to throw. He's not ready to run. He's not ready to do anything. He just Yeah, he's just trying to get away. And it's funny because last year I remember he when he would scramble, he would be looking downfield. Yeah. And so that's why it's just a little frustrating. Um, I, you know, I don't have that much to complain about because we finally fr freaking won. But, um, I, but, but, yeah, Tyrod, I mean, nothing's really special, nothing really exciting no. from him. Well, um, except for the 49-yard run. 
Yeah, that's true. Pleasure. That, that was good. That was good. So, yeah, and I, it's, it's I, hard I'm, to say because obviously the run game was working quite well today. I think we ran for more than 200 yards. Cass, can you verify that? Um, Cass has got the stats in front of her right now. Yeah, rushing yards, 208 total. So, great, awesome, but we had virtually no passing yards. And it's, it's, I know that we're still running Greg Roman's playbook, and I think Anthony Lynn actually came out this week and said that it would that, that he would not install the same playbook that we have right now, but he's going to work with what we have. I almost wonder, and I, I hate to say it, but is it just going to take defenses three weeks to catch up to what we're doing, and now because it's new and different, which is frustrating because this is what it would have been against the Ravens, but well, moving on, let's not get too negative. Cass, you're a Jenny Cremail bummer of today's game. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the easy one here, and uh, Lars, I'm going to go after somebody who's near and dear to your heart, oh. and that is uh, a Mr. Jerry Hughes. Yeah. I, I, I understand that he's a leader. I know that we love him because he plays with that raw emotion and is 100% going after it basically all the time, but that play where he sacked um, Carson Palmer and took off his head. Yeah, literally. It just wasn't needed. It wasn't needed. Like, he could have just, you know, laid up. We were sacking him. That was going to be fourth down. They were going to punt the ball. But then all of a sudden, what does it do? It turns it into a first down, and the Cardinals continue to drive, and that's where they go down and score. And it kind of has nervous. Yeah, I mean, that was did. right at the end of the second quarter. And, you know, we're, like, coming out of that. We're like, oh, crap. Now we have to ask our defense to start the second half, to do a three and out, and then our offense to go down and score. And sure enough, our team did that, which was – an amazing Un unheard of uh, yeah. unheard of I mean I was like wait we, we needed that and they to did start it. the second half yeah maybe. to start the second half yeah so I, I just cannot stand Jerry Hughes and those stupid bonehead well, okay, plays and he you does can't, one you can't stand when Jerry Hughes does those things you, you love Jerry Hughes we all love Jerry I, Hughes I do but part of me is like those are just such like game changing plays it, it, today it was it can be very well, detrimental it, uh, okay. it wasn't because we still won it could have been Jerry Hughes, however, has what five sacks through three this, games now. I this mean, might he's be the first time that we have someone that is a Jenny Cremail and a Labatt Blue player at the same time. Yeah, I mean, but, but seriously though, what, does he have five sacks now in the season? And quietly, as a team, we may have more sacks through three games than we had through like twelve last year. So the defense looks different. We'll get to that in a minute. My Jenny Cremail bumper of the week. I'm gonna, eh, whatever. Who cares? I'm just gonna give it to Colton Schmidt. He had a couple stinkers. He had one really good punt, but. Um, you know, fortunately, he didn't get hurt because we saw what happened when the Cardinals punter got hurt. But uh, well, who cares? But we won, so we'll give it to the punter. Uh, can, can we just take a minute and just – it's nice to be happy again. Yeah, you know? it really I is. Mean, just to enjoy the game. We this whole game. We actually put our feet up. Uh, like at least two or three times during the game because we were relaxed and just happy. And Cassie turned to us at the beginning of the second quarter and goes, "What is this? What is this I'm feeling? <laughs> I just, I'm just so happy." It's called relaxation. Yeah, it was it, something we don't get and we probably won't get at all next week, but we'll get into that later as well. So we actually haven't recorded a podcast since Greg Roman was fired. Uh, we haven't talked at all about Anthony Lynn. We've mentioned him already, obviously, today. I'm going to go first, and I am going to give my Labatt Blue MVP of the week to Anthony Lynn. If for no other reason, because we went up against the class of the NFC and the Arizona Cardinals, and they did some pretty boneheaded things today, but in general, they are a very good team, and they have a very good defense. And he had a game plan that worked. And I, I know that Tyrod didn't do so great throwing the ball. Our passing attack was a joke. Part of that was because Clay spent half the game on the bench. I know this intimately because he's on my fantasy team, which has been awesome for three weeks. 
but also Sammy Watkins wasn't in, so I don't know how much we really should have expected from the passing game, but holy cow. Holy cow, did he have that running game in check. And, you know, the cynical Bills fans spent the entire week saying, oh, we got a former running backs coach who played running backs, so we're just going to run the ball all the time? Okay. So if we, like, we put 33 points on the scoreboard and run the ball for 208 points, are you going to bitch about it all season? Yeah, this is what a ground and pound is supposed to look it's like. It's what a ground and pound right. is supposed this to look is like. What, this is what, when people are like, oh, you can never win the uh, in the NFL that way. And, you know, you need to be able to have the media pass. You need to be able to have all these things. No, if you can run the ball like that where you create seams where LaShawn McCoy can be LaShawn McCoy, uh, then you can win running. And I just want to just I want to tie off on this quick, quickly because we got a lot of other stuff to talk about. And we have a new segment this week to get into now that Bill's back up in Beer City, USA. Tyrod had some pretty abysmal numbers. He also had some pretty abysmal drops. And one of the things that I think we all appreciated watching from the offense today was the quick passing game, the, hey, let's just get four yards on first down, and we have to do it through the air, so be it, because second and six is a whole lot better than second and ten. And I liked what I saw from an offensive game plan. I liked that the read option was used quite a bit. Obviously, it almost blew up in our faces pretty badly. But I thought, generally speaking, the game plan was very, very sound. And Anthony Lynn was thrust into a very difficult situation. I loved what he had to say all week long. So he is my Labatt Blue MVP of the week. Suge, take it away. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely agree with that. I was a little worried when he was on WGR. I think he's just an honest guy. You know, yeah. like I think that he's just a oh, you're hold on to the damn ball longer. Yeah, he's, oh, like, he's, yeah, like, you're oh, right, yeah. he's like, he's like, you know, yeah, my head was spinning like crazy. You know, it's nice to, I mean, it's, I was actually very nervous so when wait, he first what, said that. So we have two, three outs today? First, the first possession of the game, and then one in the fourth quarter. Were those the only yeah, three? Yeah, well, we had we that had? one. We had the one that was right after we everybody was gassed. That was um, the start of the gave, fourth quarter. It was at the start of the fourth quarter. Yeah. It was right after the blocked or the fumble on the right, field goal. right. Which was not really. It was a three and out, but it was a, a long, long drive because of all the commercials. Yeah, and two yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But it was only two three and outs. Right. Which, and again, I said to you, the the talking point on 2015 was like, oh, well, the offense was finally good. Was it because? In 18 games as the offensive coordinator for Buffalo Bills, there wasn't a single team in the NFL, not the Browns, not the Rams, not any other stinker team out there who had a higher percentage of three and outs. Today, we actually had the ball, kept the ball, got some first downs, moved the ball all right. It was very refreshing. Sorry. Yeah, no, it was it was, it was, was wonderful. Um, Cass, I may be stealing yours, but I'm going to go ahead and take LaShawn McCoy as my Ooh. Jenny Cremail. Or sorry, wow, Labatt Blue Ooh, Player boy. of the Week. Yeah. Wow. Actually, you know what? Are you going to take? No, 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 no. That wasn't going to be mine. Okay. No, no, no. Because I, I also kind of want to take Hughes, but just to have <laughs> someone be, but maybe we'll. Can, yeah, can you do, can, you know? Can we, yeah. that, that, might be a, that might be an all-time first. Right. So I'm going to take Shady. I mean, he was just, he Shady was Shady today. You know, he we, we were able to get him blocked that allowed him to be in space. And sure enough, the first guy never tackled him. Nope. You know, the only time the first guy tackled him was when he caught him behind the line. If he gets to the linebackers. If he gets to the linebackers, they're going to miss. They're yeah, going to miss. Seven, There's going to be seven a safety plus yards yeah, every time. exactly. And, and sometimes it's even more than that. And, you know, I, I love the movement, moving of the offensive line. I love that we were rolling out um, and actually getting effective blocks. You know, it's what it's what the players were talking about. That you know, just let's not worry about having ninety plays. Let's worry about having sixty plays that we are really good at. Yeah. You know, let's just and do that, what we do well first before we have to worry about the decoys and setting people up for stuff. Right. Right. And you know, it's funny. I was um, listening to Gr this week, and oh, how could you? I couldn't even do it this week. Yeah. Well, no, I, I think tough. I just it was I, tough. I think I don't know. I was on my way to work, um, <laughs> but they were talking about the fact that uh, when Roman was in San Francisco. 
Alex Smith was kind of the mentor for Kaepernick. And so when they would sit down and install plays, Roman would have this crazy, crazy play system, the whole like game plan installed. Alex Smith would go through that and weed it out and say, no, 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 this is too much. You're doing too much of this. This is going to overwhelm him. This is going to be too much. And so he would weed it out to the point where Kaepernick could take it all in and, and process it. EJ's never going to do that, obviously. No. You know? And so there was no one to filter Greg Roman. Right. Uh, Greg Roman's brilliance remains, but you know, sometimes that's just too much for a player to take in and, and, and to be able to and master. And we didn't have Kyle Orton to do it. Right, exactly. And so, I mean, I think that it's important that we – that, that, that might have been what happened today, is that we focused on what we can do. And you know what? Yeah. It was, you you beat us letting us play the way we want to play. I mean, it's You know, we played the like, way we wanted yeah. to play. And it says that, okay, well, you know what? I have a play that's going to beat you even if you know what it is. Yeah. Right? That's that's yeah. the beauty of Greg Roman's office, usually, is that we're going to run the ball. I'm about to tell you we're going to run the ball, and we're probably going to run it in this direction, and you still can't stop us. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of that in the first two weeks, though. And no, no, no. There wasn't, but it was also, you know, it was creative. It was, it was not running right up the center on a, you know, with a stacked yeah, defensive line. Yeah, we spread it out a little bit out. inside the um, goal, and it was down and goal to go. So, yeah, so I'm going to go with LaShawn. Um, you know, we, I saw why we have him. I saw the special player that he can be. So before we come to Cass, I, w- I do want to do a quick straw poll here because we didn't get to talk about it last week. Um, yay or nay, did you support the firing of Greg Roman? I, I think when I heard about that, I was like, wait, really? Is the offense the issue? Because I feel like the first two weeks, really, the defense. Ooh, uh, well, at least in that. In the, that first one, the, the, the second, the second week. week. Second week, the defense was the, the big issue. Um, but, I, you know, I think something had to happen. And there's more, I think, that went into it than we know yeah, I think um, so about what was going on, whether it was behind the scenes or whatnot, and maybe all the players. I mean, even we didn't, I didn't feel like the players so, came so out. So which is it, yay or nay? I, yay. 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 I would say yay. Suge? Yeah. Especially after today. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, I mean, proof is in the pudding, right? So it worked out today. It might not work out in the long term. Uh, I was – I think it depends on the circumstances. If he was given an ultimatum saying, look, chill out this playbook, make it so that the players can make plays, don't – and he was like, no, I got to be me. I got to do, I gotta do yeah. my offense. Then yay. You know, then, then that's fine. Like, if it, it clearly wasn't working if he was going to be stubborn. Um, I don't know. It, it's strange because it seems like they would have known about and, – and people on GR were talking about the fact that there were complaints about this in the offseason. Dating back to last year, yeah. You know, yeah. and so um, it seems like it's something that was foreseeable. But maybe they said, oh, no, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be able to absorb it. And then when the season came and he couldn't absorb it or the offense in general couldn't absorb it, uh, then they said, no, you got to make this change or you're out. And he's like, well, I don't know how to do that. And well, so let's not like, dwell on the past any longer. So we're all yays. We got to come back over to Cass. We're getting way far. Off. We won today. We beat the Arizona Cardinals, which no, no, nobody that, expected us to do. Because but it's I, important I, that we understand what the hell just happened. I know. It I, make any I, sense. I'm with you. I know. I just, I'm just looking. At, I'm just like as, as we go down this path, and we haven't had a chance to talk about it. But at the same time, we did just beat the Cardinals. I know. I know. And nobody thought we would do that. I didn't think no, so. No, I did. I, I texted you guys <laughs> earlier this week. I said, these motherfuckers are going to beat the goddamn Cardinals, aren't they? And, and gonna then they're going to break next, our yeah. hearts losing to the third string or fourth string quarterback of the damn Patriots. Julian yeah. Edelman. So, Cass, uh, wrap us up here, babe. Your Labatt Blue MVP of the week. Yeah, since it was a win, um, you know, I'm going to do something that most of you guys do, but I'm going to one-up you because I'm going to give two honorable mentions. Ooh. 
because uh, two names that we didn't call that I think need to be mentioned. Uh, Kyle Williams. Yes. Massive game. Yes, he's Massive back, game. Aaron Williams. Yes. Another great game. Two, Another great two game. glaringly missing pieces in 2015. Yep, yep. And uh, But mine, I'm going to give it to you. If, if people listened last week, they know that I called out Stephon Gilmore and okay. Ronald Darby for their terribleness. Um, you know, maybe a third honorable mention goes to, to Gilmore, but I'm sorry. The, uh, Corey White Ooh. came in. And, you know, like we were playing against Carson Palmer, Larry Fitzgerald, a very John aggressive, a very aggressive, Malcolm very a, a, an offense that can throw the deep ball. And I don't think we like really saw that we were missing Darby today. Like White was in there. He made plays. He was just a non-factor. And for me, after the way Gilmore and Darby played last week, this it was just such a great piece to see that the team that this guy could come in, join that join in, bounce back, and really shut down the Cardinals' deep threats. I and I actually have now already forgotten. Did I give it to Anthony Lynn? Yes. I meant to give it to the defense. In general, because, yeah. Because the defense in general, and uh, you know sometimes Rex Ryan gets cocky. Sometimes he gets sarcastic with with the media, and he gets a little arrogant about his defense, but. They kind of earned it today. Yeah. They, and to your point, Cass, our DBs did everything today that they didn't do last Thursday. I don't know what happened last Thursday. I don't know what planet they were on. But I'm hoping that it's the only time we see that for the rest of 2016. And that's what we can expect from our defense moving forward because they were tight. Yeah, they and they, they it looked like a wrecked Ryan defense. The blitzes were effective. It wasn't these ineffective no. blitzes. You know, it was overload, yep. and let's get to them fast enough that they can't set up their 15-yard pass. Well, now, to, to a little bit of a damper on that is the fact that the Arizona offense does not match up well against that defense because they don't do a lot of quick passes. They do usually, like Carson Palmer likes to sit, 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 and let things develop, and to, to Rex's credit, for once, he, does, he didn't let the quarterback do that. Okay, so we have two segments coming up. One you've already heard. We're going to hear that again today, but we're going to come back with a segment you haven't yet heard from Buffalo Bill Belcher up in Beer City, USA, and I know he's anxious to get on and talk all about it, so let's not waste any time and get him on the line, shall we? Hey, we did it! <laughs> Can you play my Bills? Can you play my Buffalo Bills? It's time for Bills, Bills, Bills. That's right. It's a new segment here on Bills, 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 which means that theme song, which you just heard, is introducing Buffalo Bill Belcher all the way from Beer City, USA, who is here to talk about Bills, Bills, Bills. Buffalo Bill Belcher's Bills that exemplify what it means to be a Buffalo Bill. So it's Bills, Bills, Bills. If you need further explanation, just hit us on Twitter, and I'll be happy to explain. But, Bill, we're going to turn it over to you. Who was your Bill, Bill's Bills? Well, I'll tell you what. If you need further explanation as to what this segment is, do not ask me because <laughs> I, am, I am just figuring it out myself. And I've already explained I'm it to talking, you nine times. You've explained it to me nine times, and uh, the way it was described to me is that I need to pick a Buffalo Bills player that exemplif- most exemplifies uh, the current state of our franchise and yeah. where we are at as a team. And here's what I think. Yes. Very hard to choose one player, so I'm going to choose the entire secondary. Wow. And and the secondary. Redemption song. Talk about redemption. But secondary, beautiful job going up and uh, every one-on-one ball playing aggressive. 
And you can take that theme all the way across uh, our, our defensive play today and the, and the blitzes that we dialed up. Uh, the secondary, um, I thought, just, you know, played a, played a tremendous, tremendous game. And uh, they are, uh, if, if they play like they play uh, that, then, and the rest of the Bills follow, uh, we should be in okay shape. So, Bill, one of the reasons why we assigned you this segment is because you have been saying for a long, long time that the Bills lack identity. So to find a player or a unit that exemplifies what it means to be a Buffalo Bill should be something you'll be looking for moving forward. Will I be looking for the, um, their identity? Yeah, so you think the DBs are going to heretofore define what it means to be a Buffalo Bill? Uh, gosh. I I think uh, I think more of what's going to what's going to define our team is going to be uh, our our front our front seven, uh, and that is um, you know getting pressure to make it easier for the DBs. Um, and and when, we, when we get Darius back, uh, I expect uh, them to make an impact. But Hughes, Jerry Hughes is unstoppable. Kyle Williams was just was uh, di- disruptive all day long. Yeah, Jarrell Worthy make a couple plays. Oh, uh, I, I think it's mo- it's more in our front seven that's going to uh, going to define in the trenches uh, what it means to be a Buffalo Bill. All right, so Bill, real quick, it was a pretty busy week at One Bills Drive. Give us your thirty second take on the firing of Greg Roman and the hiring of Anthony Lynn. Uh it's it, you know what do they say? Six and one, half a dozen in the other. I don't know what the saying is, but that's the way I look at it. Uh, I do, however, uh, think that uh, I was more impressed with uh, some of the. I didn't. There weren't any uh, head scratching uh, plays from uh, from today, um, unlike uh, some some previous play calls where you were just like, "What the hell are they doing?" Uh, so, I think that uh, if it's that that means simplified offense, that's cool with me. So uh, I'm guessing you had a fun time watching the game up there in Milwaukee today. How did you and Kerry manage this with the Bills and the Packers playing at the same time? Well, it went uh, Packers on the uh, regular TV as I could not use direct TV to uh, stream that because of local broadcast. Uh, and then I went, uh, I went uh, online streaming to a uh, secondary screen uh, volume uh, out, of the, uh, out of my uh, loudspeakers. Nice. Nice. So, nice. Mute, mute, mute uh, for the uh, Packers game. Sound That's for right. Bills game. That's nice. right. That's well how done. it goes. That's C- how it goes. Kerry, well done. Yeah. Hey, uh, are you going to be back with us for a game anytime soon? Well, I'm not sure. Uh, is, uh, is, uh, is Kerry there? I'm not going to lie. It was pretty nice watching from my couch. All right, buddy. Well, we missed you here. Thanks for giving us your Bills, 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 and we'll be talking to you soon. Absolutely. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Well, that sound can only mean Whoa. one thing. It means it's time for Tacos Calientes. It's Tacos Calientes. Arriba. And as we all know, Tacos Calientes is Tex-Mex for hot takes and giving us those hot takes sponsored by Packy Chips. All the way from Austin, Texas is Jammin' Jeff Day. Jeff, how are you today? Hey, it's great. I'm actually coming at you from uh, Orchard Park, New York. Ooh. I was actually in... I was actually at the game this this afternoon. Oh, were you really? Why are you buried in the lead, bro? I was, yes, yes. I'm sorry. I didn't realize you didn't realize that. So 
I was uh, in Buffalo with the family and was able to attend today's game in person and, and saw, you know, uh, first person the team perform and win today. Well, great. Uh, Jeff, Shit, no wonder, no wonder we won. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff is uh, here to give us his hot takes because uh, Packy Chips offers the hottest chip on the market, the Carolina Reaper chip. The one chip challenge, hashtag one chip challenge, is in effect. If you like spicy stuff, if you like good chips, go after Packy. Get that Carolina Reaper chip and take the one chip challenge. Jeff. It's a taco caliente. Who is your, what are your, what are your tacos calientes for today's game? I uh, appreciate it. A great, great build victory today over a good team. Uh, two things that I wanted to mention. You know, first and foremost, I thought that, uh, you know, shout out to the Bills fans today, actually. I was, I was able to attend the game in person, and I wasn't sure what the crowd was going to be like at the start of the game, to be honest with you, starting the season zero and two. But luckily, it was a beautiful day for football, and I was, I was really happy and proud to see the fans were in it from the first snap, still supporting the team. You know, I think the fans probably were going to give it a half of football to see what they saw, and they liked what they saw. So, First hot take goes to uh, shout out to the fans of Buffalo. Great job supporting the team. We're now one and two, and uh, up against the fourth stringer of the Patriots next. So that's hot take number one. Hot take number two. Uh, this one, you know, I'm obviously super excited about the win today. But clock management is my hot take. Uh-oh. You know, we were all in the stadium, and uh, you know, in the fourth quarter, up by 17 points with the offense, multiple occasions um, on multiple drives in their own. I don't know if you guys noticed it on TV if they, sh- if they were showing the uh, the snap clock or not. But Tyrod and team, you know, seven minutes, eight minutes to go in the game, were repeatedly snapping the ball with anywhere between 15 and 20 seconds left on the clock. You know, and everybody in the stands is saying, what are you doing? You know, it's funny, we probably left a good two minutes of extra time on the clock, which, of course, as we all know, in Buffalo Bills football, came back to the, uh, you know, a fairly strenuous and stressful last two minutes and so you know, obviously excited to uh, celebrate the victory, but one of my hot takes is some really, really bad clock the tail end of the fourth quarter that, you know, as fans, we were shaking our heads at the whole game. Wow. So two things on that. One, uh, that's what we wanted in firing Greg Roman is getting the plays in and snapping the ball faster, but obviously not in those situations. Two, no, watching the broadcast, we had no clue that was going on. In fact, there was a third down pickup that the Cardinals got, which on the broadcast clearly showed that they got the snap in late. And we kept saying, well, it must be the broadcast. It must be the broadcast because the stadium clock must be way off. And if you're telling me that, that means that, yes, in fact, the Fox broadcast was horrendous today because we, we did not have that view at all. In fact, it looked like they were snapping it inside 10 seconds consistently. And, and very yeah, often it was interesting. weren't showing it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, I thought, I thought in general, though, you're absolutely right. The play calls were getting in much faster, and we noticed it in the stands today. They were breaking the huddle with over 20 seconds left. They were able to get to the line um, with a lot more time on the clock, and that was great. It was just very odd that in the last, literally, in the last 10 minutes of the game when we were up by three possessions, you know, everyone in the stadium was just saying, you know, milk the clock, let, this, let the clock run out, and we were repeatedly snapping the ball with over 10 seconds left on the clock. Wow. And that was just sort of... Yeah, that was dumbfounded, you know, and, it, and literally we were talking about it in the stands saying, wow, we gave back a good 90 seconds of the game to the Cardinals, and of course they made it interesting at the end, you know, after the safety and, and whatnot. So a little scarier than it should have been, than it should have been, excuse me, but all in all, certainly a, a well-rounded, um, you know, victory for the Bills, and, you know, hey, we're back. All right, baby, we are back, and also back is hashtag one chip challenge. Find those Carolina Reaper chips, take the one chip challenge, Post it on social media if you got it. Jeff, always a pleasure to hear from you. It's your tacos hey caliente. Arriba. Hey, go Bills. Go Bills, baby. Go Bills.
Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which can only mean one thing. It's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card. Uh, not so very good, sorry. And while this is Buffalo Bills and beers, uh, we talk about the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we do so drinking beer. And today, uh, I had a I had a bat. Uh, excuse me, jeez, Louise. I had a blue heavy to start the game, and I went down through the pretty extensive list they have here at Lincoln Station to have a little more fun. So I picked the. Bell's Oracle, a 10% double IPA out of Comstock, Michigan. Bell's is a very popular brewery out here in the Midwest. Suge is enjoying it as well. Very strong. A couple times. Yeah, a couple times. Uh, but I didn't drink the whole... Listen, Rekka, if you're listening, I didn't drink the whole game, okay, girl? No, I, yeah, Don't get mad. I didn't either. I was too nervous to. Uh, it's good. It's tasty. Uh, Cass, uh, on the other hand, Cass is... Cass, I want to talk about how how much how how well your face lit up when you described the beer that you're presently drinking. Yeah, because uh, for all you listeners out there that remember last week, I was basically drinking the perennial Homer beer, and I've noticed uh, as of this week they've updated the beer list, and I'm drinking another perennial beer, but it is glitter and gold. Yeah, you were so, so excited to tell us that. Very telling, and it's a delicious. Uh, another, I believe, uh, it's a beer de guard. I don't even know what that means. No clue. Um, but it's delicious. Thanks. So uh, we recommend all of the aforementioned beers. If you're under 21, ask your parents first. So, uh, Mr. Greg Roman, you poor bastard. You went and got your team picture done this week, and you said that, hey, you know what? I'm going to give one of these to my, you know, my nephew who wants a picture. He's going to want a wallet you got, size. You got some wallet sizes of the team picture. You got some, some 8 by 10s for your office and for your scrapbooking which you suddenly have more time to do now. So you probably have some buyer's regret from the uh, photo order that you placed with the Buffalo Bills. Well, let's get a little context here. He was fired shortly after the team photo was taken, which is bizarre to me. Yeah, I mean, why did you let the man do that? That's just cold-blooded. So um, for for the wild card this week, I want to know, what is your Buffalo Bills buyer's regret? I mean, where, where to begin? I mean, seriously, where where to begin on all the things I wish I hadn't purchased relative to this football <laughs> team? I mean, come on. I mean, I don't even know where to start. So, Cass, you, if you have any solid ideas, by all means, get us going. Uh, so uh, I'm going to call out myself, and you all are going to think I'm a pretty big idiot here. Uh, my buyer's regret is in dealing with this season in the fact that uh, over the Thanksgiving weekend, super excited, headed down to yeah. Florida to visit my mother-in-law, and but looked at the schedule. Mother-in-law. And, yeah. Mother-in-law. Looked at the schedule and was like, hot damn, she lives just outside Orlando. We're going to go to Jacksonville for the Bills-Jacksonville game. And we try to go to one away game a year. So I was like, check that one off the list. This is going to be perfect. So last week... After the loss, I, I, I went on and I was like, all right, I got to try to buy tickets. This is going to be terrible. And I like, go on to buy tickets. And I'm like, oh, crap. The game is not in Jacksonville. It is in Buffalo. So now we have uh, tickets to go visit my mother-in-law. We're staying now for over a week. Wow. Um, that is a lot of mother-in-law time. It's going to be a lot of mother-in-law time because I don't get to interrupt that with a nice trip to Jacksonville to go see the Bills. So and Mrs. Day is lovely. Let's just say that. Mrs. Who? Mrs. Mrs. Hutton. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, you're not, not married to Jeff Day. No. Right, no. She's right. not. 
Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that my Buffalo Bills buyer's remorse is my own damn fault, and I don't know why I do this to myself literally every year. Um, so my starting tight end on my fantasy team the last three weeks has been Charles Clay because all we heard all season, well, we got to get Charles Clay involved. we got to get the ball into our playmaker's hand. Charles Clay is one of our playmakers. we got to get the ball over the middle. we got to get the ball to Charles Clay. So I'm listening to this in GR nodding my hand going, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, good, good, good. Charles Clay is going to be good for at least 60 points a game, probably, or 60 yards a game, probably a touchdown here and there. I could do a lot worse for tight ends, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, well, zero points today against the Arizona Cardinals. And I do this to myself every year. Tyrod Taylor is my starting quarterback. This year is probably the, the fewest Buffalo Bills that I've had on my fantasy team. But if not for Tyrod Taylor's 20-yard scramble for a touchdown today, he would have been a, a, a giant zero too. So my buyer's remorse for this team always comes in the form of fantasy. And I, and I really, I really got to learn that lesson sooner rather than later. So my buyer's remorse is my inability to not buy in to whatever fucking <laughs> Russ Brandon is selling me. Okay, it doesn't matter. This motherfucker told me that Dick Jerron was a good idea. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, he's a defensive-minded coach. Oh. We're all set up for a 4-3. Uh-huh. And then he told me, Chan Gailey's a yeah. great idea. Oh, look what he did in Kansas City. Look what he did with all these people. And, like, it's a spread off, and then it's going to oh, yeah. work out. It's going to work he convinced me that fucking Kyle Orton was a good idea. What is going That motherfucker has mind control over me. Okay, I don't understand it, but every year, and I know, listen, all you motherfuckers. What's crazy is that you it, bought the same goddamn thing that I yeah, did, okay? Yeah, Su- and Suge is a season ticket holder. It makes no sense. Yeah, I just, I, I don't understand. I just, no matter what they sell every year, I am, I mean, maybe it's your, it's optimism, but at some point you're just like, dude. They're full of shit. They're going to be 8-8. Eight eight, okay? All like, in, baby. We are but yeah, all but we're in. We're all in with Anthony Lynn, baby. Yeah, all in on Lynn, baby. You heard it here first. So next week, we've got the Patriots in Foxborough. We're 0 for the century, not counting the game to conclude the 2014 season. Um, we still don't know yet who is playing quarterback. We're recording this on Sunday immediately following the Cardinals game. So by the time you hear this, you probably know more than we do. But, uh, you know, we have the opportunity to come plummeting right back down to earth. That New England defense is no joke. They shut out the Houston Texans last week. So prediction time for the road game division matchup against the New England Patriots to avoid going one and three. I'm going to say the Patriots take this one, but it's going to be close enough to give us all a heart attack. 24 to 23. So uh, Julian Edelman's probably going to be the quarterback over there. Um, and I envision it's going to be just like a depressing game. And so, like, we're going to lose like six to three. Wow. Yeah. Just wow. like terrible. Wow. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen one of those stinkers. Yeah. So, I am going to stick with the Bills losing because uh, it seemed to work out this week. Yeah. I will do whatever it takes, man. I don't care. I don't care if it like completely. Hey, you didn't wear any Bills gear today except for your hat. I just, I just put on my hat. I just put on my hat. I, I found my. Oh, oh, you know what? You guys should know this. After the loss last week, I brought a cooler to, I don't know, Lucia's birthday party or something like that. And it was that the Bills cooler yeah. that we got at the at that Chris yes. for the Labat Rep gave us. Inside was whoa, my long whoa, whoa, lost. Whoa. I didn't get no Bills cooler. No, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, so yeah, so Sue set that one aside for himself. Yeah, I yeah, had <laughs> no shame. He told us like immediately that he was going to do that. Uh, 
Inside was my long lost Kelly jersey that I've been l- searching for for about two years since we had that yeah, party. Yeah, that was two years ago. So, uh, so I think that was a, some some good karma. But anyways, um, I am going to say that the Bills lose twenty seven seventeen. I think it's going to be sad. Um, twenty seven points to the Julian Edelman led. <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, I mean they beat them twenty seven nothing. Well, yeah. so I, you know, but here's the thing: I want to be wrong. Okay, so I'm going to say that so that I don't go in with a positive attitude. Because, like, I didn't go in with a positive attitude this game. Well, we are super psyched to have won today against the Arizona Cardinals. Bills and Beers, again, best way to find us on social media. And like I said before, we're going to begin to do some social media shout-outs. So if we put a hashtag out there, uh, look for it. Or if you're listening to this podcast, uh, tweet us, send us a Facebook message right away. And uh, we'll be sure to respond and also give you a shout-out on next week's episode. Because we do want to incorporate our audience a little bit more. We love that you... Love listening to this podcast on a weekly basis, and I have been astonished. Excuse me. I have been astonished. I've been astonished. Can, I, can one be astonished? You can yeah. be astonished. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay. I, well, I've been astounded. I am astounded. astounded. I've been astounded yeah. by the uh, number of downloads we've gotten in spite of how horrible this team has been in the first two weeks. So, hey, maybe we'll be up even higher after this one. So, thank you so much. Subscribe on this, I, subscribe on this iTunes if you haven't podcast already. Um, <laughs> and tell everybody you know in Bill's Nation how you found us. Until next week, on behalf of Cassie... Jammin' Jeff Day, Buffalo Bill Belcher, and the president of the Bills Backers of Chicago, Sujit. I'm Lars. Go Bills! The Bills make me wanna shout!